And I think, you know, between the two of us, you're looking at, I don't know, probably close to 40 years of, of this business, 80 years, you know, this is my 30th year as an operator. I think Carl's about the same. And we've been around the block on this. And, and we know that the competitive advantage is in fact the owner operator. You have tuned in to PodSAM, the podcast channel of SAM Magazine, the voice of the mountain resort industry. On this episode, SAM publisher Olivia Rowan and editor emeritus Rick Call talk with Tim Coey and Carl Kapazinski, two industry veterans who recently joined forces when Kapazinski, president and CEO of Mountain High, and his investor group Envision Capital added China Peak, the resort Coey has owned and operated since 2010, to a portfolio that also includes Dodge Ridge, which was acquired in 2021. Carl Kapazinski was an East Coaster. He grew up at Mount Escutney in Vermont, where he began riding in snowcats while his mom worked. He started working at Escutney at age 13. After college, he managed a small private area, Hunt Hollow, before making his way west in 1993 to Mountain High. Kapazinski left to direct Spirit Mountain in Minnesota before returning to Mountain High as an owner just two years later. This resume helped Carl earn one of the first Sammy Leadership Awards in 1998. He later bought Stevens Pass in Washington State, which he eventually sold to Vail Resorts. Last year, he acquired Dodge Ridge, California, and most recently bought China Peak in partnership with Envision Capital. Tim Coey got his start at Snow Summit in California as a marketer in the early 1980s and became involved in marketing Sierra Summit, as China Peak was known at the time. He became part of a highly successful management team at Bear Mountain, from which seven team members went on to run resorts across the U.S. Tim worked at Heavenly California and Sunday River, Maine, before becoming president of Kirkwood, California for 15 years. In 2010, he purchased China Peak, which he operates with his sons. Tim and Carl joined Sam for a conversation about the potential of their new three-resort group and what it could mean for skiers and riders in California. Back, you know, I've always looked at, you know, opportunities and this, uh, this is what we're doing today and what we've created today or, or hoping to even add on to today, I think is, you know, it's really cool and is in where the industry is, needs to go. And, uh, you know, after we secured Dodge driving up and down uh, the, the, the 99, because I mean, I think, uh, and Tim can speak more to this, uh, you know, I think people overlook uh, maybe the Central Valley because of its history. It was not necessarily known as a ski market. Uh, that's changing, but also, uh, you know, so like agriculture is not really in, it's in the, it's in the, uh, you know, it's, it's in the Tahoe, not Tahoe, but in the uh, Sierra region, but it's not really what you call a ski region. So, but driving up down the 99s, looking how our, all our markets overlapped uh, on either side, uh, it, it just made a ton of sense. And, uh, uh, you know, again, realizing if you could, if you could put these three together, you could create this, uh, this, a very unique opportunity to be the closest uh, resort uh, to the to a major population base from San Diego to the South Bay, and that's roughly 30 million people. So uh, uh, it was just a really unique opportunity, and, and luckily Tim was interested in in uh, pursuing and looking at that and joining forces. So uh, that's that's really where we are today. Where, where was the where was the you said there was a little bit of a, a kidding around? Hey, conversation. Yeah. And no, we talked. We talked at different you know, events and activities, uh, or just on the phone over the last year or two. It probably really picked up pace after Dodge, and just you know when I realized, wow, this could 
this could be really something special. And uh, uh, so that's, you know, that's where, and then, you know, I think, you know, Tim, Tim, obviously a marketer at heart saw the same thing and also the opportunity to, you know, to help grow the brand that we were starting with you know, both Dodge and Mountain High. And it just seemed like it made, it made a lot of sense to, to join forces. And, you know, hopefully we can, like I said, I mean, we hope to be able to, you know, add on to that too. So uh, with giving us the, the firepower to do that. So, and Tim, when, when you first had him um, bring up the idea, what was your your immediate thought because you 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 know you work with your sons you've invested a lot at china peak and and i'm sure that um that was a that was a a big thought to to actually make that leap well i think that um you know we we had a a really difficult you know we had uh you know we were talking about what what this year sort of mirrors and that was 2010 so my very first year, we bought the resort in May of 2010, and I had uh, had two partners. I had original partner Tom Klein, who was uh, the son of Bud Klein, who founded Kirkwood, owns uh, Rodney Strong Vineyards, and then uh, and then two years later, uh, my current partners, uh, two guys out of Fresno, and they're investors. They're not active at all; they're just good investors. And uh, and so we had that first year, 2010. We had 50 some feet of snow, kind of like this one. I mean, we I remember Thanksgiving Saturday was unbelievable powder day with a six foot base. And I remember people walking around thinking I was the luckiest guy on the planet until a month later when it uh, snowed 20 feet at Christmas and we had no power for seven days and probably wasn't so lucky then. But then, you know, we had seven droughts in those first 10 years. I mean, seven solid droughts. We had two years of over 50 feet of snow. We had one year with about 30 inches average. And then we had seven droughts. And, uh, you know, 2015, that, that should have been lights out for us. And uh, we somehow battled through it. And then all of a sudden, these last few years have been, you know, fantastic. And uh, so, you know, you know, to be my conversations with Carl, you know, started off with, look, we finally got this thing going. I mean, we're finally, you know, we're, we're making as much money as anybody else makes with those kinds of revenues. You know, we built a new lift, we built this mat, we built, but something system went from a thousand GPM to 3,500 to 4,000 GPM. My kids are there, they're doing great. Uh, they're very talented. Uh, one runs, one's inside, one's outside. My partner wasn't interested at all. Um, he has no money; is not an issue to him. He's a, the largest almond packager, private almond packager in the world, um, out of Fresno. And so he's like, "Hey, he loves it." So all of a sudden, all this pain and suffering we went through for a decade. Now we're living living the life, and we're getting ready to build a new lift. We just bought a new lift from Jackson Hole, and so it really wasn't the timing for us. Really wasn't very good. Uh, but then, you know, Carl and I kept talking and kept talking and kept talking. And, and then eventually, you know, you can see what could happen here. As Carl has already mentioned, we, we said, look, you know, we, we're kind of, we're kind of the, 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 you know, the, the, the fly in the, in the, in the, in the ointment right now, we're kind of in the middle of this, of what could happen. And so where Carl pulls obviously super strong with Southern California, Dodge Ridge picks up right around Merced, uh, Madera market, and then blows and does very well all the way in the South Bay. And then there's this huge white stripe, you know, I, I called a sort of a sign of peak is sort of a skunk, you know, it's, it's white down the middle. So we own the middle of central California and central Valley center, you know, uh, uh, San Luis Obispo, uh, that whole shell beach, that whole area, all of Atascadero, Paso Robos, you know, Fresno, all those areas. But the second you go right, we're out because you pick up, you know, Dodge and, and, and Bear Valley and, and of course Tahoe. And the second you go left, you pick up Mountain High and Big Bear and Mammoth, so we we have this incredibly dominant market, but that's all we have right now. 
so when you put the pieces together and you know look we you know we we didn't you know the the, the season pass uh becoming popular in the united the skiing started in 1991 it's over 30 years ago the first discount pass was actually sold and it was actually sold at kirkwood by michael berry in the summer of 1991 everybody likes to claim including brad wilson's company likes to say the original 199 pass no it was not the original 190 pass was michael berry in kirkwood in 1991 <laughs> and uh and sold 3,000 to the locals to avoid going bankrupt in the summer of 1991 at Kirkwood. <laughs> so uh, the, you know, the past made great sense. You know, we've already been talking about it. We already have a name we really like, which we're going to keep under wraps right now because it's could be that good. <laughs> and the name uh, that's an umbrella for the three. That, and, not, yeah, a, a pass. So pass. The, the, yeah, right. our version of Icon, our, our version of Epic uh, is going to be pretty unique. And I think it's going to be, uh, I think Carl... And I have already agreed that this this could be a game breaker, and it's it has huge promotional value. And uh, and you know the as the sum of the the sum of the parts, you know the the whole is going to be greater than the sum of the parts, and yeah. it's pretty obvious. And as Carl says, you know there's you know there's opportunity to continue moving probably north, and and make this really something special if we can if we can get a couple more resorts. Yeah, can you guys d describe a little bit about what the the market is like, I mean, is there a second homeowner market at Dodge Ridge? Is there a potential for that? Same thing at China Peak. To what extent is it the uh, a day skier market you're looking at or a weekend market? I mean, how, how does that work? And, and how does how does that particular market uh, position you against the, the two big guys, Icon and, and Epic? Real quick, at, at Dodge, we basically have two markets. We have uh, a ton of second homeowners uh, scattered throughout the uh, the foothills up into the right up into the resort. Uh, you know, so basically our our draw is within a three three hour you know drive of, of Dodge Ridge, and I think it's probably similar down where Tim is. But uh, what we find right now it's, it's interesting is probably half of our pass holders have one or the other of the using the your words mega passes, uh, but they they don't consider that they consider that just a product. To get them to go skiing once, twice, three times a year, uh, they consider Dodge their home. So, uh, yeah, again, they're really trying to change that focus a little bit. And so they already have a, a knowledge of a multi-pass, multi-area uh, product. But uh, uh, I, our market is probably 50-50. 50% have uh, some type of dwelling, second dwelling uh, within uh, 45 minutes to an hour or, or less. Uh, the other half would be a drive market. Gotcha. And how, what percentage um, between the three areas have, do you think have that that um, another pass, a mega pass? Uh, like I said, I know I know factually at Dodge it's probably fifty percent at Mountain High. It Mountain High is more of a transient market, as you know. It's a uh, it's it's all drive, uh, and again, not, maybe not sophisticated to, uh, of a, a skier or rider at that stage. It's probably in the ten to twelve. I said maybe twenty percent uh, in that, but we have there we have a special pass which, you know, Tim and I will talk about whether we want to introduce or not introduce. I, I was scared to introduce at Dodge because how many passes already there? We call it a slope time pass. Basically, you show an icon or epic pass, and you can add on for two hundred ninety nine dollars and get a, a a mountain high pass uh, with the idea that they're already you know they're already committed. They already spent mm -hmm. seven eight nine hundred dollars. Uh, you know, they're probably going to use that at the, those areas, so we're not going to see overrun use by it. But it's better than you know, just getting one lift ticket from them or whatever else. So, and we sell about fifteen hundred of those, uh, and those are it's called slope time. It's an add-on to an Epic and Icon 
Uh, we've, it's our third year doing that. But anyway, so the point being is uh, Dodge is probably close to 50%, have one of the two mega passes or both. At Mountain High, is pro- it's under 20%, probably close to 10%. Tim, what about China Peak? Very small. Um, and the reason for that is basically two reasons. I think number one, um, where where Carl Mountain High is at, they have they have alternatives, pretty easy alternatives. Uh, they can either they can either you know ski around with a, with an Epic or an Icon Pass pretty easily. They can either jump in a plane, they can drive a car. They're, they're easy to get those markets. Same thing with Dodge Ridge. Dodge Ridge is competing way more with with Tahoe in those areas. We we're such a single site market, and getting anywhere else from China Peak from Fresno and from the coast is very difficult. My son, when I was uh, when I ran Kirkwood years ago, my oldest boy uh, went to college at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, great college, and I never went there because the drive was impossible. I mean, get, get, it's just really really hard drive to get. So from Central California, uh, whether you're in the valley or the coast, to go you can't Mammoth is you can't go to Mammoth. It's eight hours unless you have a jet. And uh, and you can't go anywhere. So really, from Bakersfield all the way through basically Merced, all down to the coast, uh, it's a it's a it is literally a captive audience. And so you don't really have the the, the overlap. I think what's going to happen here is, and, and the other the other reason, um, Olivia, is it's it's a it's not a lot smaller than all ski areas in Tahoe. I mean, Carl, I mean, this is a, I mean, you know, China Peaks. Sure. Are, Real skier. It's 1,400 acres. It's 1,700 vertical feet. It has cliffs. It has avalanche control. It has a two and a half mile long run from the top. I mean, it's 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 the real deal as far as that. We're 25 miles from Mammoth as the crow flies direct west, and it's it's a real. I mean, it's it, it's a real important addition, I think, because you know it's not it. This this is not a small ski area. It's it's small in terms of its attendance and things like that. You know, 150,000 visits a year is, is nothing new. Is nothing to write home about, but it's but it's 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 real skiing, and it's and it's interesting. I I obviously you know been there a long time. I talked to all the locals there, and oftentimes I'll hear people say, "Yeah, we went to Park City, we went here, we went there," and they came back and they go, "You know, man, yeah, fancy restaurants, beautiful lodges, on mountain restaurants are great, but as far as skiing and fall line skiing and and vertical feet per day and the quality of grooming and all that, pretty comparable." So I I I think I think beyond the the obvious market. That 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 Carl has identified in terms of Southern California, all the way through the South Bay, and millions, you know, tens of millions of people. I also think that there's going to be that that China Peak really is going to help build that multi-day multi-resort yeah. pass because it's a pretty legit, it's it's a legit ski area. It's a legit yeah. ski area. If I can add to that real quick, Rick and 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 uh, Olivia. I think yeah. what uh, one thing we we I really saw and learned, you know, again from the drive and realizing uh, what Tim said is it's probably it's such a you know, there's so many markets that, you, you know, look at the East Coast where there's 70 some areas within uh, within, uh, you know, the north, the northeast. And uh, there's probably a third as many people that Tim uh, services with one ski area. And it really is a, a gem in a sense that there is there is no other. When you drive up and down that 99 enough, you look around, you say, well, if I lived here, where would I ski? Well, it from pretty much the time you hit Bakersfield or just below to to, you know, hit uh, Merced, which is, again, a lot of people and a lot of land. Uh, there's one place to go. So I, I think, and, and as Tim said, I think it flies under the radar. I had no idea, you know, you, you've heard of it and you see pictures or whatever else, but just the vastness of it. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a real scary. If it was, you know, in Tahoe, uh, it would be every much as competitive as anything that's there, but because it sits where it sits, it, you know, it's flying under the radar. And uh, that's what we hope to, you know, to unveil when you add the, the kind of bookmark, uh, the two, 
and, and it sits uh, it sits in the middle. So it's a it's an exciting opportunity to you know for the rise all ships, so to say. And if, of the one hundred fifty um, thousand visits, Tim, um, are, what percentage are on a? Do you have a season pass? A China Peak season pass, oh, yeah. and yeah. and what percentage? Well, that that number is now probably. If I look at it from a revenue standpoint, um, we're looking at about probably clo- getting close to 50 percent. What do you charge? Um, well, if you bought it back in the spring, you're probably a, it's probably a, like everybody else, four or five hundred dollar pass, something like that. Uh, obviously, different ages and all that. But, you know, what a lot of people are doing is they they because of so many droughts, they have waited and that has not been a good move lately. <laughs> and so they've waited till now where like everybody else, most of the sales are over. And now all of a sudden, this ten feet of snow has fallen in the last thirty days. So the the, the average price is going to obviously be quite a bit higher. Like it is anytime you wait till Christmas, right? Right. Really different. Yeah. So yeah, but it's it's a it's this will be based on what we're at right now. This will be the third record in a row for season pass sales for sure. How much investment is it going to take, and and where do those investments go if you're going to significantly try to increase your market share or increase your visits? I assume that's a goal. Well, yeah, again, I don't, you know, obviously it's an investment. We mentioned we're putting in the new lift uh, next year uh, that Tim has already purchased. Uh, you know, he's already done a lot with snowmaking with, with some base area stuff in all three areas, but we're very interested in doing, uh, probably do another lift at Dodge. But again, these are very successful areas as they stand today. It's not where you have to come in and, uh, and we're not trying to be uh, compete with head to head with Tahoe and, you know, have his, you know, 10 high speed lifts. And as Tim mentioned, three, four on, on, on-site restaurants. So uh, we, we see this as, as uh, you know, some tu- tweaking, some tuning, and, and, and quite honestly, just creating uh, more exposure. Uh, again, these are, these are all you know, well-operating areas uh, that, uh, again, with some fine-tuning uh, can go a long way. I, I don't necessarily think these are, there's a major overhaul or where you're putting in you know, a $20 million expansion at any one of these. But again, there no. will be a dollar back in. I'm, I'm thinking, though, that if you want to appeal to those um, high-end South Bay customers, do you have to upgrade your restaurants or are there any things like that? I'm not thinking huge investments, well, I, but... Yeah, what, we're, what we're looking at, Rick, is, and you probably hear this all over, uh, there's a, t- and Tim you know, hit on this briefly, the biggest thing that I get at both Dodge and Mountain High is, you know, damn, I'm not going to fight that crowd anymore. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to wait in uh, traffic any, any longer. I'm not, you know, it took us seven hours to get home uh, from yeah. Tahoe. It took yeah. us... You know, we got there and they, they only had four lifts going and, you know, even though some yeah. high-speed lifts, I got four runs in or whatever else. That's what we're really going after. We're not trying to duplicate that and recreate that. We're trying to create an experience that, you know, we, not, we're, we're never going to take this to where these are doing, you know, the Dodge in, in China are doing three, uh, four, five, six hundred thousand or Mountain Heights, you know, doing 800,000. Uh, our goal is to increase, obviously, but increase off the basis of basically the anti- uh, Tahoe, anti-icon, anti-epic, which as you know, there's a lot of sentiment about that right now. Yeah, you could probably get to four or five hundred thousand at Dodge and China with just yeah. on that sentiment alone. Well, and that's really where our that's really what our our goal is. Is and obviously there's improvement that needs to be done and, and to keep up. And you you, you know you have to. I mean we all we get that, but but we're not trying to recreate that. The last thing we want to do is also become that. Uh, uh, we yeah. want to we want to be the anti, and that's what that's what I think you know we see. Uh, day in day out in here and, and for people that have place mentioned half our passengers have that other pass they, they only get it because you've been forced to get it because you can't you're going to spend 250 bucks if by these are racing families or 
or skiing families and they want to take a trip or two or three a year. And if you're going to do more than one day, you better buy a pass because you know, you're going to, you're going to pay out. But they, they, they're forced into it, not they want to buy. It. And they don't identify with these skiers as their home skier. We want them right. to identify with China, with uh, Dodge, with Mountain High as their home ski area, not yeah. as just. So could it be so? And what do you? What's your season pass uh, for Dodge and Mountain High? What is, what's the price point on that? Right now, well, the, the sale price was four ninety nine. It's now five ninety nine or seven ninety nine now. Also, and we okay. sell in Mountain High. We'll sell about about eleven thousand passes when everything's said and done. That includes the slope tide. At Dodge, we're a little over nine thousand right now. Okay. So, what what would be, um, you know, what would be a price point of a of a you know this combined pass that you'll you'll create? Because it sounds like if they if you can truly be the anti experience to the the mega resort crowding and 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 all of that could china peak be you know you've got your day area of mountain high and china peak could be that kind of that big mountain experience that's on the same path and so what what would be a price point a range that that you're would come into the market with i don't i don't know if we want to go there with price points right now obviously you can do that you can do the math on it what it has to be i mean we, we know what icon is we know what epic is we know what we are now uh, you know, I think we still have a lot of market research in, in, in testing and in playing around uh, with that. Uh, you know, obviously it's going to be competitive with with those pa- other passes and uh, you know, hopefully a little more competitive than that. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, I don't think we're ready to give an actual price point yet. Yeah. Is your price per ski day in the same ballpark with, say, Vail at $70 a day? The $70 a day? Vail's effective ticket price per day of skiing is like 70 bucks. Oh, on the pass. Yeah. Because of all the passes that they sell. Oh, is okay. your revenue, is your ticket revenue per skier in that same category? I'm not quite sure I understand the question on that. Cause I mean, obviously our day tickets are, we gave you our season passes. We, we, we put to $65 a, a a pass uh, is what we use right now. But anyway, the point being is our, our day tickets range from, depending on the time, uh, basically 109, uh, excuse me, 99 to about 129 is where our day passes run at the two at Mount High and Dodge, depending on the time of year. So, yeah. uh, you know, so again, we all know that most, most available mm-hmm. icon resorts are now close to 200. So I don't, I don't think it's a whole lot less um, <laughs> because they're, they're, they're talking, they're, they're, they're splitting the baby so many different ways when they sell that pass. I mean, there are right. a lot everybody's, you know, whether, you know, with Icon, they've got, they've got marketing partners where they're paying resorts they don't own and all that. So I think that, I think, I think, you know, I think if, if Carl took, if Carl and I took a look at uh, how we allocate and all that, it's probably not, if, you, if the number they're giving you is $70, I don't think it's a whole lot less, frankly, by the time we factor all this in. There was yeah. one comment I wanted to make when you, when you, uh, when Carl was just talking about, you know, the capital investment and, and, and all that, you know, what, what has made China peak successful, the difference between China peak, uh, and, and Sierra summit, which, which, you know, Dick had for 28 years is, uh, the guest experience. You know, we mm-hmm. only, we've only put in one high speed. We, we have no, n- none of the res- Dodge Ridge and China peak do not have high speed lifts. Uh, Carl's put in some, uh, Carl's already upgraded a couple lifts. We've upgraded, you know, one to one fixed quad, adding another fixed quad this coming summer. And and so if you look, if you talk to the customer and you say, you know, the China Peak and Sierra Summit, you know, what is the, you know, why are you here more often? Why do you spend more money? 
you know, why, why, how are they making, why are they so much more profitable by a huge factor than when it was Sierra Summit? It's because of the guest experience. It's because of how people are treated at owner operator resorts. And it's just different. And I think, you know, between the two of us, you're looking at, I don't know, probably close to 40 years of, of this business, 80 years, you know, I, oh, he's Carl, Carl's been, I, this is my 30th year as an operator. I think Carl's about the same. And we've been around the block on this. And, and we know that the competitive advantage is in fact the owner operator. It isn't, it isn't, I mean, you know, there's, there's a certain amount of people that come to a ski resort and and mountain resort and they and they want to go up and ride lifts and they want to ski and ride down they want to go up and ski and they want to get in thirty thousand vertical that day forty thousand vertical that day you stand in line to get the powder and all that stuff and that, and that 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 that's a super important customer but that's not the bulk of the customer the bulk of the customer is looking for they they probably have kids they're up with their pals they're an intermediate skier or rider and they're going to be there for the day they're going to come up and drive back in most cases of all three of these resorts that's what most people are going to do just like they do with a lot of skiers in the East, as Carl was talking about. And so they're looking for more than just ride up and, and ski down, ride up and ride down. They want a more experience. And that's what we've done. And, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm pretty convinced that between the two of us, uh, and not, you know, we're not perfect at all, China Peak, but I think, I think between the three resorts, we can put in some, some experience um, ads. And yeah, there'll be some probably some more lifts. And yeah, there may be some more terrain. And yeah, there'll be some more this or that. But at the end of the day, people are having a more fun at places like ours because they're not standing in line. They're not in these huge crowds. And, and so it's up to us, the two of us, to really boost the experience so that when yeah. they do buy this pass and they do get the multi-day pass, they go, you know what? Um, it's three different resorts. They they have a, a they have a high bar as far as guest experience. So the fact that they're not three thousand vertical feet, and the fact that they're not four thousand acres, and the fact that they're not twelve high speed lifts, they're they're also not the crowd, the truck, the drive, and 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 the and the and the feel is just different at these places. And that's really what's going to drive this thing is the fact that it's going to be it's going to be people like us that have been doing this a long time that that like to be there. People know us. You know, they they know they see Carl, they see me, they know that we're operators, they know that we live this. We know we I I raised five boys on 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 ski slopes, and and they know my son is. A, I mean, I see my kids ski, and they're like, that kid knows about snowmaking and grooming because look at him ski. <laughs> he knows what a surface looks like. That kid rips, and yeah. that's 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 the soul of the independent operator. And even though Carl has big investors with Envision, super cool guys, super into this thing. The fact of the matter is they are owner operator resorts. And that's the that's the touch that's going to make this thing just bubble up. I think it's really key is it's been lost the lack of better word, mega resorts, is the fact that people want to identify, they want to, they want to feel like they own a piece of the mountain. They want to feel like they're part of the mountain and you know, and that, that they can come up and talk to you know myself or Tim or the senior staff or anybody and they want to know what's going on. They want to feel like it's their mountain. Uh, you know, what's happened with the mega resorts is it's, it's basically Walmartized. Uh, the, the the ski industry. They're basically it's like going to Walmart. Yeah, you get the great tons of different products, tons of great pricing uh, for the most part, and all the above. But you know, it, it feels like we want to be that really cool, you know, helpful local hardware store that somebody comes up and asks you what you need and takes you by the hand, takes you over there and does that. Versus going to a Walmart where you know you have to you know hunt around to find it, and you know maybe you find it, maybe you don't, and no one really cares. And that's what I think is unfortunate about the ski industry because we all grew up with that fact that. You know the 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 the, the skiers the, the 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 pass holders 
felt like they owned a piece of the, the mountain and wanted to have that connection. And that connection's been lost in a lot of time. I think in a, a lot of these places, on you know, the, with the, basically it's just a product now, not a not yeah. a, a experience. Yeah, I think you're right. And you're offering a more personal experience in a lot of ways. Yes. Is what it comes down to. Um, do you need to make snowmaking investments at say Dodge? Yes, we need to work on it. We're, we've 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 put our toe in the water on it. No pun intended. Uh, we need to. We, we definitely want to at least on the lower mountain uh, create a, a loop system. And I think over the next three four years, um, we'll be working in that that direction. Again, back to all the advantages of this is with Tim having snowmaking, and as uh, you know, as as he and I have discussed, uh, believe it or not, the market. They're, they're three and a half, about three and a half hours apart as you drive, but from the actual market where people come from, it can be as much as only uh, you know a couple hours away from each one. So uh, if we don't, we're not open at Dodge early season for some reason, or you have a, a, a slower year with the snowmaking capabilities at both Mountain High and and Dodge, and excuse me, at, at uh, China, there's an option there. So that that somewhat protects us at Dodge with the idea that you know it's not as crucial because people aren't high and dry. Uh, a lot of our market can be at Tim's Resort. Uh, within you know maybe maybe it's an extra hour or half hour but it's not it's not hours uh, so yeah. yeah we can direct people to China when uh, Dodges and open if, you know early season due to until we are able to you know improve the snowmaking yeah and you guys answered that that question that I was going to ask which is you know advice that you would give to other medium oper- independent operators which you both just dived into how you remain you know, competitive, sustainable, viable in a market where you're surrounded by um, a lot of competition? I would say partner up. I mean, even if it's not a financial uh, partnership, uh, partner up in some way or another, you know, know, join forces and, and, and look at areas that, you know, you can, you can, you know, and I think a lot have obviously Indy Pass has done a lot of that. Uh, uh, There's a lot of, you know, you know, packages and or perks between resorts but you know really look at it that way and because uh, again i think there's you know and there's always going to be the mega pass resorts aren't going away of course uh but that experience i think there's always going to be demand for that experience for somebody who's you know looking for something a little more uh you know call it uh family orientated a little more you know, uh, you know a little more user friendly versus uh, you know just showing up and go, like tim said going up and down a lift all day We've had other independent operators say it's it's hard, you know, beyond, um, you know, the the season pass um, side of things, you know, being competitive with wages and and um, other challenges that that independent operators have. They don't have the the synergies to be able to share, you know, a, across a few resorts. Yeah, yeah that, that's going to be huge. I mean, I think you know, again, each resort, you, you know, when you have one resort, you might have one area, two areas you're really strong in, and the, it's like a it's like a sports team. I mean, you, you might have a great shortstop and a great left fielder, but you know the rest of it's so so. When we put the three together, I'm pretty sure we can field all nine positions. Uh, you know, Tim Tim, you know, may have you know somebody who's really good at this over here. We have somebody. You know, give an example. We have a really good fabricator lift builder at, at Dodge that could go and can go help at, at China on a year where we're not doing anything at Dodge. Mountain High has uh, you know a lot of expertise in snowmaking, so we can uh, you know we can move people around. Uh, Mountain High, because of where it sits in L.A. County, and it's doable. You don't have to get on a plane either, you know, either like we're doing today or you jump on a car and you're there in you know, a few hours and can help out each other. So you're not doing it alone. Uh, so I think that's a huge advantage. Yeah, you know, we will look to, you know, as we, we as we purchase anything from rental gear to, you know, price insurance. We'll, you know, we can do it as a package, buy snowcats. So uh, obviously not on the same scale as the mega resorts, but 
a, a much better scale than a standalone. Do you yeah. see any challenges that you're going to need to work through in this arrangement? I mean, obviously, there's always challenges with everything, but I can tell you uh, the staffs are you know, extremely excited. They, they love the idea of, you know, having a, a bigger platform and uh, are really excited to jump in and, you know, not only experience the, different, the other areas, but also uh, help out everyone I've run into. Hey, if you need anything, if I can help out there, let me know. You know, so uh, I think it creates an energy within the staff. I mean, everyone wants to feel they're part of something that's winning and growing. And I think uh, uh, this gives uh, a lot of pride and, and excitement to the <clears throat> to the the teams that, hey, we're, you know, we're, we're, we are something. Uh, yeah, we are bigger than just us. There's definitely a lot of excitement coming out of California and this new three resort group. To support this podcast and stay up to date on the latest news, subscribe to SAM Magazine at www.saminfo.com slash subscribe. Our theme music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. The PodSAM advisor is Alex Kaufman. Thank you for tuning in to PodSAM. Thank you.